Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Oi, what's the best game where you get to eat pie? What's the best game where you play a dead guy? I You'll find I'm in DG247's podcast. Here, what's the best game where you swing from a roof? And what's the best game where you battle the Pope? Like I said, you will find out in this your podcast. This is the Best Games Ever podcast by VG247, the game where we try to find uh, the best video game within a very specific category. For example, this week we're looking for the best game that everyone loves except you. Uh, on the subject of things that people love to a, a weird degree that you find, frankly, quite baffling, we get a lot of comments every day about when is Tom coming back to the podcast? Why isn't Tom on this podcast? Why isn't Tom in this video? Well, he is in this one. It's Tom Ory. Um, We get that comment even when you're in the thing, which I find baffling. I mean, I I was in a very senior meeting the other day. Yeah. Like the most important people in the company. Yeah. And it was basically just turned into how much they love me on the podcast. So I don't want to like myself up too much but yeah like maybe just don't run it when i'm not on maybe you should what sorry don't don't run the show just just don't, don't run it episode. tom you won last week um which which didn't prove controversial because unless you win everyone in the comments kicks off but you won tom's fans aren't necessarily toxic they just really like tom to a degree that's as i say frankly it's surprising. it is surprising it is surprising because you know you don't really do much you just sort of sit there looking really stoic there's not enough of that there's not enough of that in the world is there everyone's trying to be the loud yeah the loud american the best thing you can be these days the most punk thing you can be is just a wee quiet guy who just sits there not doing much which you've which you've got nailed actually all right let's move on all right the best game that everyone loves except you i'm sure everyone's got one of these where it comes up and you think i don't get it i don't get it i've never got it uh, for a lot of people, it's Assassin's Creed, isn't it? Every time Assassin's Creed comes up, we always get the odd like Twitter reply or whatever where someone's like, who plays Assassin's Creed? Who cares about Assassin's Creed? And it's like mil- hundreds of millions of people, like so many people you wouldn't believe that's why they make 60 of them a fucking year. Or they did. Anyway, right, okay. Rebecca, you're going to go first this week. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hope you're ready for that. I, uh, yeah, why not? Why not? <laughs> so what is your uh, what is your example of this phenomenon, a game that everyone loves except you? This is always like an intimidating question if you work in games media and there's a little extra free son of danger as well when you're the only woman on the panel, as I am today. Um, yeah. people, people tend to have like a really, really interesting response to you saying that you do like things. So goodness knows when you say you don't like something, it's really yeah. painting the target on your yeah. own back. That is intimidating, uh, yeah. So I decided to just, you know, really go all out, really go therapeutic with this um, and admit to, like, there's a number of games I could have picked for this, honestly. Like, quite near the top of my mind was Elden Ring um, because I'm not into Souls-likes. And everyone told me this is the game to get you into Souls-likes and it didn't. And then everyone was like, actually, maybe it's a really bad beginner Souls-like. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, maybe it was. Um, but that's a, bit, <laughs> that's a bit too obvious because, like, 
I'm not into Souls likes. This is a game that didn't change my mind. I was like, it's not really a fair point of comparison. Mm. Um, but one game that I went into fully expecting to adore because I love the genre and just bounced really hard off the whole series um, is the Uncharted series. So I think that's, oh, right. that's going to have to be my pick um, because I started playing those games because I love Tomb Raider. Like famously, yeah. it's one of the, the 10 to 20 franchises that I bang on about all the time. Um, and everyone was like, you know, if you love Tomb Raider and you've like played all of Tomb Raider death, Uncharted will so be for you. It's like obviously very, it, it's inspired, I would say by the success of Tomb Raider, but also has the same inspirations more broadly in things like Indiana Jones and those sort of like fun 80s action movies about archaeologists and about, you know, working a bit of mysticism into those narratives. And I played the first one and I really, really did not get along with it at all. I finished it. Um, but I was so convinced that I was going to love this series that I actually bought before they released the trilogy as one easily consumable trilogy. I went and bought all three games that were out at the time uh, individually. You know, put put the work in to go and track them all down. Like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna play all three of these in a row. I'm gonna I'm gonna love it because it's like more Tomb Raider. And yeah, I finished the first one. Uh, I think I played a little bit of the second one, and I just I still haven't gone back to it. And you know, it, it's sad to me. And I do understand. I like from an objective viewpoint, Uncharted 2 in particular is like one of the most lauded games of the 2010s, right? So you can't deny that both critics and fans loved those games, but I just they just did not click with me in the way that I had expected. And it was it was a sad experience, but I still respect that they're beloved games and get why, but just just not to me. Do you think it's because I'm just speculating, but do you think it's it might be because like Lara Croft as a central character is just more appealing than Nathan Drake? Part of it was that I didn't really click with any of the main characters particularly, except mm. Sully I quite liked, but I yeah, like, yeah. Love um Sully. Nate and uh is it Elena or Alana? I can never remember. Elena, I think. Yeah. Elena. Nate and Elena I just didn't didn't really like, but it was it was also like just the gameplay didn't and I've I've heard people say, Oh, the gameplay in one isn't the ones trying it into the series like, that is true but yeah. it just i don't know it was not an inspiring start and as we discussed on last week's podcast like there are hundreds of games competing for your attention and it is a hard barrier to get over if you play the first game in this lauded series and don't love it it's kind of hard to push through and say well i'll try again with the second game and i'll, I'll try and finish the trilogy when there are so many other things that you want to be playing as well yeah so while like animal crossing is, yeah <laughs> I got to I got to make room for the seventy hours of Animal Crossing I still play a year. You know that's got to be yeah, taken yeah. into consideration. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. It's, it's still you know I haven't got rid of my copies of Uncharted. I I do really want to I really want to play Lost Legacy because that does look like if anything's going to kind of bring me back around on the series, it'll probably be Lost Legacy. Um, it, is, it is. Yeah. But I I yeah. I fully expect that it is. But I still after I can't remember how many years ago it was that I played. Uh, the first Uncharted, but I just still haven't yeah. haven't got back into it after that. Do you know what actually? Right, I know this 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 isn't what the podcast is about. So apologies, Tom. We're not allowed to just be <laughs> like X game is good. Here's why. <laughs> Miller tried that when he was on at Christmas, and you shut him right down. You were like, "Excuse <laughs> me, one. this isn't about how much you like Gears of War." Um, no, but genuinely, uh, Lost Legacy is, I think, probably the best Uncharted game they've ever done. And probably the best jumping on point because it's That's got good like... good to know. That is genuinely good to know. Yeah, it's, it, it's genuinely like, it's a good sort of like, they, they've got the formula down. Like mm -hmm. they, they've nailed the gunplay. They've nailed the 
the ratio like it's not just like because the thing about the first uncharted game infamously is that it's like you do a bit of the exploring and then it's like you've got a 40 minute gunfight before you get to mm. the next bit yeah the gunfights just were the main thing that turned me off to be honest i could have forgiven nate and alana for not being protagonists that i was super into immediately if the gunfights hadn't been just so 100 they, they drag yeah. they really drag yeah. and that was the main thing for me that just turned me off that's it the, the combat does absolutely drag that game down i think i think it's entirely fair to say but i i would say like i actually would re i i would really be interested in, in whether or not you got into lost legacy because it's it, uh, i mean it, there's I'll loads of stuff in there for people who like the series but mm. as a as a jumping on point it's very like you really don't need much prior knowledge you know you know who oh. nathan drake it's is got more exploration it, so. i would say that even though it's smaller it feels like you're doing more exploring yeah, which I, it's what I like about some of the more modern Tomb Raiders is that you get a sense of exploration, which Uncharted doesn't really do, particularly what? the more recent, like four. I basically I almost picked Uncharted. I, really? was, I was close, but I thought I actually do quite like two and Lost Legacy. So it's a bit hmm, wasn't sure, but I think it's a very uh, it's a very good choice. Oh, this is so nice. I really thought this was going to be a very contentious episode, and it's been like supportive, and I've come out with like a nice reaffirmation recommendation to just jump onto the game i'm interested in the series this is so pleasant go for it it's very yeah. nice thank you guys <laughs> yeah because you, you you tend to expect tom to just like be really mean but um... i've got to wait until the conclusions and i'll yeah. bring some stuff <laughs> it's like that's the top tom interaction that was really nice <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're usually terrible. Um, okay, right, let's move on. Uh, Tom, you're going last. Mark, what have you got for this? If it's Uncharted, I will laugh. <laughs> it's, it is along similar lines to yours, just in terms of rationalization, but it's, mm. it's actually, it's the original Mass Effect. Cause wow, okay. It, it's, it's one All of right. those games that I didn't play during my childhood for no particular reason. Um, and I came back to it in 2021 because they released the um, the complete edition or trilogy or whatever that's basically mass effect one two three and then i think andromeda isn't included but basically i was like right i'll buy that everybody's told me that this is the kind of big rpg that's up my alley like things that i've liked before i've got a decent kind of background when it comes to sci-fi stuff i grew up with parents that were mad well at least one parent that was mad into star wars <laughs> and Star Trek and Battlestar Galactica and nine million yeah. other series from the 80s that are about blokes in space yeah. doing doing things and getting up to Sorry, are you one of my children? I've got so many, it might not be. It's, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's, that's the thing. So I, I went into it thinking, right, I like the kind of game it is. I like sci-fi stuff. Mm -hmm. And I just went in, played through that first game, and literally I've played 17 hours of it, which is the exact amount of time that it took me to finish the main quest because i just I, w I went i went through it and i was just like this world it just it didn't grab me in the way that i expected it to and i don't mm. know if it's because i went in with the expectations of having had people say you know it's such an interesting diverse world there's so many interesting alien creatures or that mm. that i expected to be blown away by it and just wasn't and i, I don't i don't know if it was just that or i didn't gel with the companions as as much as i could have um and then then again i, I might have ruined it by the um the play style that i went for because my default rpg character is basically a sniper with high charisma because the, the strategy is just charm up front a 50 caliber bullet from afar <laughs> and that's that's basically what i went through with like a laser sniper instead of your average 50 cal <laughs> 
Um, and it just made all of the combat thingies because there weren't really any long range sniping sections. All I was doing was crouching in a corner and just looking down the scope and going bang, bang, bang. I bang, was going to say, bang. I mean, high charisma would do you well in Mass Effect, but sniper now, because in the first Mass Effect, as you say, there's no environment big enough to warrant yeah. a fucking scope. On That's a gun. what I mean, because I, I, I spent half the game running away from things to get the distance that I needed <laughs> to be able to, to be able to shoot them before they got to me. Yeah. Like, but basically, our role played as a very nice coward. Um, <laughs> but yes, okay. it, yeah. it's, 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 it's one of those things where, I mean, I, I think 2 is the one where people say the series really gets going, and that's basically the one where if you, if you don't, if you play it and you don't like it, then there's a real problem, but... After yeah. playing through that, I just I felt like I needed a palate cleanser a bit, and I've just mm-hmm. never gone back and played through the rest of the trilogy. I will eventually, but yeah, that that's that's mine as of now. To be honest, right, Mass Effect Two is uh, I'm perfectly willing to accept that it is the best one of the three for all the reasons that people say it's the best one of the three. But but the first one is like, the, the first one for me is like the, the most pure version of that vision of like uh, a, a Bioware RPG that's a bit like Star Trek, that's a bit like Battlestar, etc. And all the, all the games since that have been kind of like a dilution of that to some extent. Like the second game is like, oh, we have to make it a bit more Gears of War-y because everyone said the combat was straight in the first one. They changed it for people like me. Like I played the first yeah. one. I put it on easy and just run through blasting people from close range. Yeah. That's all I did. I'd literally like speed run it essentially just to get through the story. Yeah. So I could play the second one. Yeah. Which was meant to be better for people like me and I never played it. And I find it funny that the one thing people hate about the first one is is the Mako and specifically what you do in the Mako, which is having to explore all those kind of desolate planets on which there isn't much. And I think it's really funny that like, you know, 15 years later, Bethesda comes out with a game that is mostly like, what if we get people to explore desolate planetscapes on which there isn't much and we don't even give them a fucking car? And of course, everyone hated it. <laughs> they hated it in Mass Effect and you were in a tank. You could shoot stuff. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So uh, we've got Uncharted, the first Uncharted, I guess, just submitting Rebecca for um, yeah. Rebecca. Um, we've got the first Mass Effect. Strong showing from first ones in a trilogy that generally are accepted to be not as good as the rest of it. Tom, what have you got? I've got a better choice than those. We're going to get into <laughs> later. Right, okay. I just want to say that I'm retiring the the pastry story mm. right it's time to move on from that there'll be mixed reactions to that i imagine mark looked genuinely devastated when i said that um other people will feel the same other people will be like thank thank god that's stopping there was a comment the other day when someone says uh, said 
It was on the Jim Trinker Discord, actually. Um, I when Tom starts the pastry story, I skip ahead. <laughs> I mean, he missed he, he missed out some good moments, I'd say. But yeah. the reason I'm retiring it is because I left. I didn't. Well, I couldn't say it in the earlier podcast we recorded, which was probably last week's one, because I wanted to have one final go at the story. But something happened this morning yeah. on my uh, the school run. Right. Okay. So this is the new, the new story that's going to be running for weeks. Um, okay. All right. Thank you, Tom. So, if, yeah. Before I get to my choice, I've got a little thing to say about what happened this morning. So, if you if you're aware, in the UK there was some snow recently, mostly where I am. Yesterday, uh, this morning it had mostly gone. Right. So yesterday was a pain because it was like. My son was jumping up and down on the way home from school, and I was like, stop doing that because you're going to fall over and hurt yourself. He was like, I want to have fun. I was like, just stop it. You're going to hurt yourself. He was like, well, I want to. He said to me, I may never see snow again. (laughs) And I was like, I don't care. Just don't fall over and hurt yourself. It's oddly like the most, the most like Tom Ory's son thing to say. Of course, of course, your son said something like that but he was more like trying to make me feel bad that i was telling him not to break an arm on the concrete but anyway this morning it mostly gone i was still a bit like don't you jump on that drain cover because you're going to slip off it and break your leg or back or arm and then he was like i don't care and he, he started running down the the grassy verge at the edge of the pavement to experience the snow one last time in his life um, and then he was like, I, mean, I said, do not scoop any up, right? I'm quite strict with him in terms of, like, I'm a different person with my kids to how I am elsewhere um, because I don't want them to hurt themselves mostly. I live in fear that they're going to run into a wall or fall over and hurt themselves, right? Um, and I was like, don't pick up the snow. You don't know what's under there, right? And somehow this was very, like, I was foreshadowing what was to happen later this day. Because <laughs> um, we got further down. There's, there's a road that took forever to cross, as always. Like, I just stood there, like, someone let me go across this road. Five minutes later, somehow we get across. And over that, there's a big grassy area. And there were some kids in there messing around. Like, it was mostly ice at this point, but as it's the last time they were going to see, they were messing around in it. They'd scooped up some bits and they were throwing at each other. And one of them kept trying to get some stuff off their hand, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know, like dirt, presumably. But, oh, no. As you might imagine, this was not dirt. Yeah? This was a dog turd, right? <laughs> and just as I had warned my son, do not scoop up stuff here. Because we walk this path, all, we walk this route every day. Dog owners, as much as many of them are very responsible, many of them are not. This child had literally scooped up a dog turd in his hand and had thrown the dog turd at his friend. Yeah. That's it. That's my story. (laughs) I don't know how I'm going to spin this into many other stories, but I think it just sums up snow in the UK, really, doesn't it? At least in England, where it's just quite miserable, snow. Were there any croissants involved? No. Okay. No. All right. Just a dog turd. I don't know if that's a good story or not, but I just had to tell it because, right? Okay. Like it just like it's just everything, 
everything I fear about snow. I mean, if someone had fall, if the other kid had fallen over, broken his broken his arm, it had summed up everything, and I'd have gone see to my son, yeah. and he'd have got the message then, wouldn't he? Yeah. But I think he just thought it was amusing. I was going to say, like you know, picking up accidentally picking up a shite and throwing it at your mate is quite funny. Yeah. Because you know, it's it's a it's a blameless, it's not a victimless crime, but it's a blameless one. So you, well, I'd you have know, said you... I I'd have gone. If I'd have been the parents, I'd have gone, I told you that would happen. And it, it did. It did happen. Yeah. My son once, we were at a zoo, and he put his hand across a railing just because it, it was out, It was beyond the point where you're meant to put your hands, right? It was like, don't put your hands here because the monkeys might bite them off, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And he put his hand, I said, do not put your hand across that. And he did it. And he had a load of monkey poo in his hand. All of these stories involve shit. Have you noticed that? There's a lot around. If you look, <laughs> there's just lots of it everywhere. Right. Okay, Tom, what is your pick for the topic of the podcast? I had two games in mind, right? What The first one, which I didn't go with, was Horizon, the PlayStation exclusive series. Depending on when you look, you'd get the impression that it's the greatest adventure action series of all time. Yeah. Right? And... I just find it quite tedious to play. Bafflingly. The, like, the, yeah. I, I don't get that. It feels like a lot of hassle to play this game for me. <laughs> to play it really well, you have to be really stealthy and set up all the traps and do all the stuff. And I, I can't be bothered with that. I like the idea of the world and the, I like the designs and like, I like, I can understand why they made the Lego version of that big one. Um, yeah. But it's just a bit boring for me. I don't like it, but <clears throat> the bigger one for me, and this is something I've felt ever since this whole series came to be many, many years ago, um, is Monster Hunter, right? Monster Hunter has become a big deal in recent years. It's huge. People love it. People play it all the time. Um, I imagine most people that work here love Monster Hunter. The most recent one I've played is World, right? And that's mm-hmm. the one I'm putting forward because it's the one that everyone was like, this is amazing, we're all going to play it together. It's great fun. Doesn't matter if you didn't like the other ones because it's a bit more like streamlined, etc. It's not as like hard to get into. It's still completely baffling to me. It's clunky. Don't understand it. World was the one where people were like, "This series has finally come home." And, yeah, you know, yeah. And it did really well, obviously. And lots of mm-hmm. people clearly do love it, which is mm-hmm. the reason why I chose it. I do not like it. I can't get into it. it feels like a bit of a janky game and mm. i i somehow i maybe i i reviewed the very first monster hunter on ps2 right when it was like you had to plug in a massive thing into your ps2 to get it to play online and stuff the broadband adapter or whatever it was called right um yeah back when yeah. ps2 games and they all had their own little logins and separate services and kind of stuff and i think i yeah. gave the original monster hunter five out of ten yeah did not like it at all i was like i never thought i'd see that again 20 years later, it's one of the biggest things, possibly the biggest thing Capcom's ever done, maybe now. Mm. Um, I just don't understand it at all. And like, I'm playing the basically what is the newest big version of it. I know Rise came out and stuff, I haven't played that. Um, yeah. But this is like a modern Monster Hunter game, and it's still, to me, I'm sure it's far more streamlined and accessible than the original was. But I can't get into it. I find it baffling that so many people enjoy it and like is there some kind of like mass kind of 
I'm not sure what the word is, but when everyone believes something to be true, when it's not like everyone loves it because everyone loves it, so you must love it. Are you arguing that that people liking Monster Hunter is a mass delusion? Yes. I guess the only way I can just, I don't know, I can explain it in my head is that I don't yeah. get it. On, you look at it and think, this looks cool. I'm going to be a big person with some cool weapons. I'm going to jump around, smash monsters on the head with a big axe, swing around with a grappling hook, whatever. Sounds cool, looks cool. And then you play it. I'm like, nope. It's like I'm a out. Doctor Who plot, isn't it? Mm. I feel like I'm going to potentially put my head on the block here because <clears> last time I did this, it literally handed the win to someone else. Um, but yeah, Monster Hunter was on my sort of shortlist for this as well. Again, shocking amount of consensus in this episode. There is. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's weird to me because like the reason that I didn't like it was because I like games about cute animals and I consider the monsters cute animals and I didn't like having to kill them. Yeah. Um, but like other people who are, you know, I'm a vegetarian, but not for ethical reasons, but other people I know who are like vegetarian for ethical reasons are totally into Monster Hunter, which is the part where I get really baffled. It's about, like, you know, literally, like, killing a bunch of animals for their meat, essentially a, 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 a gamified version of running an abattoir, except... Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, so, full disclosure, I worked on Monster Hunter World. I did some of the marketing videos and stuff for it. And, uh, we, we did a lot of travelling with them, my company at the time. Um, so I just want to get that out there before anyone accuses me of... more like uh, a sales pitch for yourself, or you, what does it matter, Jim? No, no, I'm just, I'm just going to go back and go. You worked on full, that it's game. It's just full you, disclosure. <laughs> it's just full disclosure. So if Tom wins, I'm not recommending it, are we? But you know, if you know, I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying that you know, for the for the sake of proprietary and and putting everything, making sure everything's above board, I did work on that game. Um, right. Anyway, okay. So we got, a, I've got to pick something now. So we've got Monster Hunter. Uh, Monster Hunter World specifically. World, yeah. Mass Effect um, from Mark and the first Uncharted game from Rebecca. Um, right, just before you carry on, Jim, I said I had some stuff right. to say about this at this point. Okay. So I think if you think, look at all these games, there's a very clear reason why my choice is best, right? <laughs> okay. I have picked... Yeah. A modern game. Yeah. It's a modern game. Monster Hunter World's a few years old, but it's a modern game. It's released on modern consoles. Yeah. It was of the current era. Yeah. Right. Uncharted is a PS3 game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Old. It's an old game now. Don't know when that came out. It's an old none, game. None of this actually yeah. has any bearing Effect, on it, but okay, yeah. Yeah. Xbox uh, 360, 360 game. Yeah. Old. Yeah game yeah and both of these games as far as i can gather from what was said earlier were played sometime after they were released yeah right so i see where you're going them, you're looking at them through the modern lens of how games are played right yeah and judging them based on what you think about games now mm. not what they were like then so my argument is that you can't compare them fairly i because you're Hang looking on. at them through, like, I could say loads of games from the past are rubbish. Because well, well, they probably are. Mark is, like, 15. So, <laughs> you know, Rebecca, I got the impression you that you played Uncharted when it was still, like, a PS3 series, essentially, right? Yeah, I played it on the PS3. I think it was a few years after release because the first three yeah, games yeah. were already out. I would, however, like to say that if you handed me right now a PC capable of running the original Tomb Raider with its tank controls... I would pick that up and love it. And I would love a new Tomb Raider on a modern console. Like, this is not an issue of of what I feel is like 
That's because you played the original with the tank control. I, I, years ago, I, right? I think you're barking up the wrong tree with this one, Tom. I do no. see, I do see where you're going, but right, I, I would, think... I would argue. Uh, Mark, what was the first version of the original Mass Effect that you played? Was it the 360 version? No, it was the complete edition. But it was. I, it I, was I, do, the... I do, I do, I do right. like plenty of games from the kind of late 2000s. Yeah, I love yeah. Oblivion. I just wanted to double check that point because I would say that. It depends how you define a modern game, but I would say that Uncharted and Mass Effect are pretty modern games in the sense that gaming blockbuster AAA sort of gaming of, of the type that they are has not changed radically since those games I think came. they have. Mass Effect in particular. <laughs> they haven't, though, have they? Literally, they changed the whole way the game plays in the second one. No, they didn't. They did. They, 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 changed, they made it into sorry. something that felt more like a shooter. The no, first they, song they changed really the structure of the like game. That, they it? improved the combat and things like that. But they, 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 it was like it was still like a third-person shooter with RPG elements. The, Unch- the first Uncharted game, certainly it has... Um, balancing issues in the sense of the ratios between how much time you spend in like annoying combat sections versus how much time you spend in the the interesting like exploration and and you know like character stuff uh which is the stuff that everyone actually loves about those games but they didn't know that when they and then there was an adjustment that happened but like mechanically they're pretty fucking similar no. right to the games that came out no. basically I think... basically what i'm saying is all old games are shit right so bringing any single one up doesn't mean anything yeah. i'm saying only certain new games are shit i mean i yeah? i would Which argue makes my point better i would argue that basically every game before 2003 is shite but that's by the by okay look i don't accept your argument tom i actually don't accept it i don't accept the argument that the definitive edition release of mass effect isn't a modern game because it looks and plays basically like a modern game uh, i'm not i won't accept that the first uncharted game isn't ostensibly a modern game because it's a retro game now it's not a retro it's, yes, it it's, is it might be a retro it might be a retro game in terms of like the fact that it's it was on ps3 but game design hasn't changed radically since you, uncharted you work in game out. design do jim <laughs> Are you game designer? I know you worked on Monster Hunter. What was the what did you do to game design on it? I didn't do game design, no, of no. course I didn't. Of course I didn't. When I say I worked on it, I didn't really work on it. I worked near it. Right, Monster Hunter's out, as far as I'm concerned, because I actually agree with you, Tom. Um I'm baffled by Monster Hunter as well, despite having worked on it. Never gonna work for Capcom again, but that's fine. I'm I'm baffled by Monster Hunter because I, I, I try to play those games and I, and I feel the same way as you like well, this is this is baffling and impenetrable and I don't understand why I don't understand what the hook is here what's interesting about Uncharted and Mass Effect is I love both those games right but the first Uncharted game I know is not as good as the rest of the series as we talked about I do love on the first Uncharted but I kind of love it despite itself the thing about the first Uncharted that gets me is that when that game came out nobody talks about like oh the shooting's great nobody said that in fact they said quite the opposite and nobody said i just really love nathan drake as a character he's 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 uh, he's interesting and windswept and dreamy and nobody said that people said he's kind of an asshole and a mass murderer um but what people did say was we love sully because of course everyone loves sully yeah. and they said uh we love the fact that when you get Nathan Drake wet and then he comes out of the water 
he still looks wet. And people, so people would get him wet and then and then get him onto dry land and go, look, he's, he still looks wet because we'd never seen that before. Because <laughs> he's a massive wet boy. <laughs> <laughs> this is a whole other conversation, but I'm hungry and I don't want to get into it. <laughs> I want to go get lunch. You can definitely make the argument that it's not as good as the games that follow it. Um, as much as I like it, you know, purely on the strength of it not being as good a game as the original Mass Effect, I think the original Mass Effect is a wonderful game. And I think it still holds up, and I think it's still the best Mass Effect game for a lot of reasons. I think they massively improved as action games, but I think as RPGs uh, and as games that were sort of meant to be set in this giant galaxy that you were meant to feel was like the host of this, like, diverse multifaceted and enormous civilization i don't think mass effect 2 and 3 did as good a job as the first game of getting that across so i think i think it kind of it depends what you're looking for with games but i think you can make an argument with the mass effect trilogy that any one of them is actually the best game so i'm going to give it to mark i think mass effect is the best game of the three that have been presented and i think it's it's a really good example of the topic because like i get i get why people wouldn't might not like mass effect despite loving it personally so yeah well done mark uh that was pretty good you picked an rpg that you know i like and it worked <laughs> so uh <laughs> right Hold on. is that mark's second is that your second win second yes win? It, it turns it turns out the secret is just to pick things that I know Jim likes rather than things that I like. Yeah, I just feel like kind of bad for you because it's like you, you got to win on the basis of because of the format of this episode like having the worst opinion. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't I can't win without losing. It's yeah, my yeah. Oh, I feel really bad. <laughs> Every loser wins. Um okay. <laughs> right. We have to go to the gym section now, which uh, will be a premium section at some point soon more on that later, but we have to listen to the theme which we didn't do last week cuz it was a new year and I wanted to spare everyone, but unfortunately. I guarantee nobody can read that. Not a clue. Right. My <laughs> handwriting's terrible and it's backwards for other people. But, right, Metal Gear oh Solid brackets any is what that says. Ah. Oh, right? no. <clears throat> so, uh... Yeah, I, I, you've won. Just let's call it done. <laughs> <laughs> um, They're not paying so, for it yet, so we can just cut it now. Yeah, There's it's fine. No, it's no fine. One be They're not paying for it yet, so it's like, all right, okay, <laughs> see you later. Uh, no, uh, Mass Effect One, Mass Effect is um, Mass Effect. Metal Gear Solid is objectively, I know what it's got going for it. I understand that it, that the first Metal Gear Solid game was kind of like the dawn of like the cinematic fucking action blockbuster game. Um, it, you know, pretty much. Lots of things I love really owe a lot to Metal Gear Solid, particularly Assassin's Creed, um, which I find, I think the comparison isn't made often enough. That but Assassin's Creed has this, you know, sort of, sort of baffling technological sort of meta story and all that kind of stuff. 
and I really like the idea of the Metal Gear Solid series, uh, and and I really enjoy reading about it and reading summaries of it and watching YouTube videos about it. But to play, man, they are all dog shit. I tried playing Metal Gear Solid Two because everyone was like, the remaster came out, and everyone was like, right, get the remaster and play Metal Gear Solid Two. Which it's the best one? The, the, the 360 remaster that they brought out the trilogy just the HD remake yeah the HD remake yeah right. and they were like everyone said all my friends are into Metal Gear Solid and everyone said to me get that get on a Metal Gear Solid 2 you'll love it it's like it's sci-fi it's fucking James Bond it's it's metafiction it's it's a hodgepodge of things that you basically like so so have at it and what I experienced was a game where it takes fucking 16 button presses to shoot a gun. And it's like, I can't even be fucked with this anymore, lads. It's, it's done. 100% um, agree. Yeah, so... This is the first time we've ever said we've had an agreement of anything. Is it? I think so. Well, Rebecca was saying earlier, it's a very positive episode, so, mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've all really bonded here. <laughs> it's been nice. Um, I understand why people like it, and I understand what's good about it, and I is enjoy a lot of the things about it. Which, but... one is, which one? Two? Two in particular, two, I would submit, yeah. yeah. I'd say two. I think one, you can argue that actually one's still quite good because it still hasn't gone down the... Because of the limitations of the PS1, mm. You ha it had to play a certain way, and it worked because of that. Mm. Whereas when they tried to make them sort of modern with actual aiming and shooting from like how you might expect those games to play, no, they went all wrong. Even they admitted it basically in 3, right? Because 3, they released it, it was terrible and they then re-released it and gave you a different way of playing it mm -hmm. which made it sort of okay but still mostly terrible but it can't win for one specific reason without Metal Gear Solid we wouldn't have some of the most bizarre segments in Game Awards history we wouldn't <laughs> be able to laugh at a man desperately trying to persuade another man to come into a room and do a thing to prove their love for each other every single year and therefore because it leads to good things down the line it yeah. can't win <laughs> well uh, 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 is it tom you you decide the rules of this podcast is it possible for me to ever win these episodes or am i just revealing what i would have picked if i was a contestant i mean i don't know if we, i don't know we'd have to i think it'd have to be unanimous uh that's never gonna happen is it honestly mark's rationale has has talked me off again i think yeah, we, yeah. we would be better off as a society without those game award segments i truly believe this so <laughs> i'm back to mass effect if it counts i, I reviewed four in yeah. konami's office mm -hmm. and i just it was the worst experience of my life because i was sat there playing mm -hmm. it and i was like what i can't the control like this this is four is the most modern feeling of all of them right mm -hmm. it's yeah, the yeah. most like other games and i was still like what am i doing what do the buttons do? Like, why is it like this? Why have they made this game deliberately annoying to play? Yeah, and I was like, yeah. yeah, this is good. Yeah, this is good to all the people mm. in the room. Yeah, excellent. I was like, what's going on? Why? And I thankfully could I got, got to take it home and finish the rest of it. Uh, we're going to leave it there. But thank you very much for tuning in. And uh, and if you you know if you think I should win, then just say that in the comments. Nobody's going to say that, are they? Um, but uh, very worthy winner, Mark. Uh, I think. Um, from now on, the extended version of the podcast will um, will be a premium one. If you're a I mean, subscriber, we haven't really decided. Maybe, yeah. Maybe let us know if you'd be willing to pay an amount 
similar to £2.99 a month <laughs> for the extra segment on all the podcasts. But it won't just be the extra segment for four podcasts a month, Tom. What other benefits do they get for that £2.99 a month? Uh, ad-free browsing on the website. Yeah. A wonderful benefit that anyone would want. Yeah. yeah. But really, it's about the podcast because mm-hmm. that's the only thing people really we hope would be willing to pay any amount of money for because yeah. people don't like paying for things on websites do they no no it's just no. that people are just mean like that they don't like paying for things that people write people are mean i love it um <laughs> reselling so yeah if you hopefully <laughs> at least a few of you will be like yeah i don't mind paying 2.99 a month right what is that mm. you can't even buy what you can't maybe if you went to like a scout run thing on a fair you could buy a coffee for that yeah maybe but you could definitely couldn't buy a coffee from a coffee shop for 2.99 could you yeah these maybe, days maybe the one maybe one in a big asda but it'll be a shit coffee it'd be yeah it would, it'd be from a machine yeah that has and like the, every option on it and you press it and you get that drink yeah and then you know you go to the bit where you get cutlery and there's flies and it's um so not, not a great experience and, and spend 2.99 or mm. your country's equivalent it may just be 2.99 whatever currency i don't know i've yeah. looked yeah. um do that and then you'll get a special link to get yeah. all the uh, special episodes yeah. you're not losing anything if you don't want to because this is only going to be as extra right we're not cutting yeah. things we're not if making... it's 2.99 in any currency you should subscribe via vpn in canada and then it'll be really cheap maybe i don't don't do that <laughs> But hopefully you'll be like two nine nine. Yeah, why not? I want to support good uh, creative in people doing things that are yeah uh, good for the country and other things. <laughs> Who are you talking about? The economy, now? good for the economy. This yeah, yeah. Keeping yeah. people in jobs. Please help employed. bolster the British economy by signing up to the premium version of the VG Twenty Four Seven Best Games Ever podcast, and you get an extended version of the pod. You get bits of this podcast that no other or no other listeners are getting. So you'll get to find out what I think about stuff, which everyone needs to know, right? I think that's a pretty good deal. Two ninety nine a month just to know what my animal's thoughts are about fucking Assassin's Creed. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make Jim do a new jingle as well. Yeah, for this segment, oh, and you'll only hear that. Well, to be fair, you'll probably hear it in a promo for the mm. for the whole thing. Mm. Also, you'll only hear it in the subscriber only bit. Come up with some kind of song that can be a one of the podcast jingles, but also a contender for Christmas number one in the UK in 2024. I'm going to make that one of your work work day objectives. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> fuck's sake get a christmas number one you tell me like i'm gonna get my pay docked if it doesn't get into the top 50 performance requires improvement (laughs) right okay oh i got my work cut out for me okay well thank you very much for watching listening please like and subscribe on youtube send us a comment about how you think this episode went down and whether or not mark deserved the win and or just grumble about the fact that Tom didn't win, etc. And um, on your podcast player of choice, please give us a five star review. It really helps us out. We're going to go on out because we've got stuff to do, and Prince of Persia comes out soon. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>